Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome again to Blueprint of Faith. We have been looking at the principle of uh, speaking. Uh, We are in the midst of a study about how to create. We've looked at um, the, we've been following God, how he created, and you and I are uh, endearing to model after him as the Bible admonish us to do. And so I have been walking through this uh, whole series. Build, it's a build up to get to the point where we need to be. And uh, we have been looking at uh, confession and how God changed Abraham's name from Abram to Abraham so that he can change his confession. And um, I've taken you the last uh, episode. We went to Mark eleven twenty three, and uh, and the uh, all the different verses beyond that. And we saw that uh, the scripture was telling us that we ought to say, and uh, we'll go back and and take those principles. Um, and but we're modeling ourselves after God the Father, as stated in Genesis when He cre- recreated the earth. And so we're going to follow those principles and incorporate them into our life so that we can get the same results. I talked to you about how in corporate America they train us to model ourselves after someone so that we can get the same results. And we, the results that we're trying to get in our life are those of healing, of those of wisdom, and all the other things that comes with it, whether it's uh, um, financial healing, whether it's physical healing, spiritual healing, um, mental healing, whatever it is that we are trying to get from God, we want to institute the power that uh, it was seen in creation so that we can create our new world um, in our confession. And I showed you the power of God's word. I showed you God's character that he doesn't lie, man. God is not a man that he should lie. And so if he is not a man that he should lie, the words that he 
and speaks to us our truth. I've mentioned to you that um, our situation that we have, that whatever it is, the the sickness, uh, the diseases, and all of these situations that are before us are temporal. They are not truth, um, because the Bible tells us that God's word is truth. And um, so those are temporal situations, and uh, uh, they can change, and they can change once you and I have instituted the principles that um, that can make those changes. So we're going to go back and just recap in Mark uh, 11, 23. And this is Jesus. Um, we started in 22 when Jesus mentioned, he says, have faith in God or have the, uh, the God kind of faith, as people say, or have faith in God's ability. Um, uh, you need to have that in order uh, for you to begin to do the things car, um, after uh, uh, in verse 23. We also talked about, uh, I suggest that you go back, whoever, uh, go back and follow us. Because as I said, what I'm doing with this is precept upon secret, line upon line, and that you and I can both get exactly what we need out of this teaching so that we can become creators in our lives, in our world. And so um, he, he makes a statement of have faith in God. And we talked about um, when Abram, Abraham came to that place in Romans chapter 4 when he said he became fully persuaded that God was able to do what he said he would do. And that is where we are going to be heading with our uh, confession is to become uh, fully persuaded that God is able to do what he says. Because what we're doing in this creation, we are embarking upon is not on our words, on God's words. And he, and I showed you in the scriptures that God said, um, in Isaiah that his word is when, once it's released, it's sent out to accomplish something and that it will do what he said he will do and it accomplish his will. And we know that it is the will of God that we all should be healed because he sent his son to die for us. Isaiah tells us, but by his stripes, we, we were healed. And Peter tells us by his stripes, we were healed. So uh, we know then that it's God's will to deliver us from all of our diseases. Um, he says, cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. It tells us that is his will, that he gives us the desires of, his, of our hearts and our desires. Um, are not to be corrupt desires, fleshly desires, but uh, desires of our hearts, uh, whether it's a mate, whether it's the job, whether it's, it's um, not someone else's wife and that kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you have to be able to go and uh, with a pure heart before the Father. For Scripture tells us they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And so we are embarking upon this process to create. And so we are going to look at Mark eleven twenty three, which says, For truly or verily I say unto you, 
that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, uh, but shall believe that those things what he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And we see this emphasis upon saying. And so what I had done was I had gone into the life I had picked up uh, some of the principles and I took stories from the Bible to talk to you about um, what happened with uh, the power of saying things. I took you the story of the woman with the issue of blood, and she said within herself. I took the the story of Jarius. Um, the ruler when Jarius came and said to Jesus, he said, if you come to my house and, and uh, uh, lay your hands on my daughter, she shall live. And then in the midst of that, uh, a process of Jesus heading to, to his house. This woman with the issue of blood shows up. She touches Jesus. He makes a statement, who touched me? His disciples thought he lost his mind because there are so many people around him touching him. And uh, But once they sort out the, the situation, the woman says that I did. And we saw that she touched him with purpose because she said, within herself, if I could just touch him. And so she confessed what she wanted and how she wanted it. She said, I wanted to touch him. And um, she believed in that. And she got what she believed. And but starts with that confession. It actually started with the scripture says that she heard. And so it tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing. And so the fact that God was creating in Genesis, he believed what he said. And so um, we had emphasized that we ought to be specific with what we desired by what we say. And um, we will see that Jesus was very specific and um, because when he rose people from the dead and whatever he called their name, Lazarus come forth. Um, when he went to Jared's uh, um, uh, uh, daughter and she had passed, he said, damsel come, you know, and he spoke specifically to her because had he not spoke to her or to Lazarus, I'm sure if he had just raised the dead, all of them would have come out. So we have to be very specific with what we want. And I had uh, brought to your attention in the story of Jarius that um, when uh, Jesus was dealing with this situation with the woman, with the issue of blood, one of his servants came to him and told him that your servant, your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master anymore. And the Bible tells us as soon as Jesus heard that, as soon as he heard that conversation, that word that was spoken unto uh, Jarius, he stopped him and he arrested and he said, be not afraid, uh, only believe. And so what was he trying to do at this time was to maintain his confession, let Jairus maintain his confession and to stay focused with his faith on his confession. 
want to say to you that your, your your confession really is not denying um, your your current physical uh, 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 temporary circumstances. Like I told you, you're not doing that. Your confession now is switching from what the doctor is saying, from what you are saying, what your friends and family is saying, to now what God is saying about that specific circumstances that is in your life. And so it's not that you are um, uh, changing any kind of of uh, thing other than your confession. You're not saying that this place, uh, this uh, situation doesn't exist. No one is saying any of that. That's just foolishness. What we're saying is that now you are going to change your confession and what you say into that situation. You're bringing now power. You're bringing in um, God. Uh, he's not a liar. He's not a man who should lie. You're bringing in his words into your situation. And so um, this is what you're doing and you're creating using God's word. But one little ingredient that you have to keep in mind. And again, it is the most important ingredients in your confession. And that is your faith. You believe in what you say. Um, and so that's very important because Jesus made a statement. He says, if you have faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you'll say unto this mountain, be you know. And so, but I always tell people that that mustard seed is pure mustard. It's not mixed with anything else. And so Jesus is saying to Jairus, don't mix your faith with unbelief. Don't let that spirit of unbelief come in and mix with your faith because it will, you will not get what you confess because the Bible says a double-minded man will receive nothing. And so, um, we are wanting to stay single-minded on what God's word says and I showed you the principle. It says Abraham was not weak in faith, uh, giving glory unto God. And as he began to give glory unto God, the Bible tells us he became fully persuaded that God was able to do what he said that he would do. And so that is the same principle. But you have to start releasing the words. You have to start confessing. I suggest you, you, you find scriptures on your situation and go and find God's word on that specific thing. Whatever it is, as I mentioned to you, if it's sickness, disease, um, if it's lack, um, all of that is mentioned in the Bible. Um, what we're going to do is take a peek at some of the other th uh, uh, stories uh, that is here in the word of God as um, documented situations that took place so that we are going to grab documented situations so that we see that these principles work and that I'm not just saying it just to say it, but we are, and that is why I'm taking you into the Bible so that you can see these things for yourself, that you can um, uh, uh, understand what I'm talking about and see that uh, it is for real and that Jesus really, really 
um, wants to heal you. He wants to make sure that all is well in your life. But he has given you and I the keys to the kingdom, the Bible says, and these are things that we confess. So I want to take you to the first story, which is in the book of Matthews. It's in Matthew uh, chapter 8, verses 5 to through 13. Let's take a look at that. And then we, what we're going to do is basically um, take out the principles that we're looking at and, and see how it applies in this uh, um, uh, uh, documented story um, so that we can uh, apply the same and get the same results. So it reads, when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home, paralyzed, suffering terribly. So he comes to Jesus and he says, uh, he's asking for help. And so you and I will be doing the same. Um, he says, my servant lies at home, paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed said to the fall uh said to those following him truly i tell you i have not found anyone in israel such great faith so this is someone outside of jesus's circle that is um going around with him uh this is outside of the church as you would say and so this was not one of his disciples that he made this statement about in fact all the time he he used these men that uh, had no faith. And he would look at them and say, where is your faith? When they woke him up in the boat, you don't care if we live or die. And he's like, man, what are you doing? I'm tired. I was sleeping. Why Why couldn't you handle it? And so he, he always admonished them, where is your faith? Oh, ye of little faith. And so, um, but uh, as you see, this is someone outside of the church. So this man understood God's and Jesus's authority in this realm of the spirit. He was absolutely convinced that all Jesus needed to do was to say it. He didn't have to come touch me, do any uh, anything. He was convinced he believed that if, that uh, uh, the words of Jesus was enough. And so he said, just say it. And so he got what he wanted. The word of God is enough. And so your your confession, I'm saying, is that you have to change it. I know you're saying, um, I am this. I, I know what you're saying. And um, I know that you're confessing what the doctor told you. But I remember, um, and I've heard testimony where people would say and listen to what the doctor said and then go, okay. And then they would come and say, but this is what God says. You would now go and make their confession into your situation. It's great that the doctors gave you the information as to what that ailment is. And now is your responsibility to speak something different about what 
the temporary situation is in your in your body, in your spirit, and and so forth. So we saw that this man uh, uh, believed and trusted God's word. So you and I will get to that place. Uh, we will get to that place, but uh, we get to that place through revelation. This man had a revelation that God's word, Jesus's word, was uh, obeyed in the realm of the spirit and in the natural. So he didn't need Jesus to do anything but to speak into his situation. So um, uh, Abraham got a revelation as he began to worship God and began to ship shift his focus from his natural, says he did not consider his body now dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. But it says, he, he scripture goes on and says he was not weak and fit, but by he was give glory unto God. And so while he was praising God, he got the revelation that God was able to do what he said he would do. And the Bible tells us that he became fully persuaded. Um, the prophet tells us, even though the fig tree did not prosper, yet will I praise him. And so that's a part of uh, one of the, the, the topics that I, I talked about before, is that you keep your eyes on um you're focusing on the unseen and not the seen. And this, the eyes, uh, what you're looking at is what you want. And that's a part of the process as well. We see that God said, and, and, uh, in Genesis, we're following that model. And so, uh, let's go and take another example. Um, that, uh, we see that, uh, Jesus, um, uh, healing a couple of blind men. Um, Jesus, again, he's walking. This is Matthew 9, 27 uh, through 31. Jesus, uh, two blind men, he's walking, minding his own business. And these two blind men yelling at him, have mercy on us, son of David. Um, and Jesus keeps moving. And they're yelling at him. And Jesus keeps moving. It says that he actually went indoors. A blind man came and asked him, uh, uh, came behind him and asked him, uh, you know, Jesus, heal us. And Jesus turns to them and says, you guys believe that I can do this? And they said, yes, Lord. So I remember when the Holy Spirit had given me the revelation about faith because I went and I studied faith for about a year and a half before I even talked to anybody about it, um, about the results of it and so forth. But um, they replied, yes, Lord. And so um, the Holy Spirit had me go over that phrase time and time again, yes, Lord. And he kept asking me, what are they saying? And so you then have to look back and see what they were confessing. This he said, "Son of David, come heal our eyes." So when they, when he asked the question, "Do you believe that I can heal your eyes?" Basically, is what they, Jesus is saying. He says, "Do you believe that I can do this?" They said, "Yes, Lord, we believe that you can heal our eyes." So that confession, Jesus said to them, "So be it according to your faith." And they receive their sight. So um, you and I have to do the same. 
we are coming and we're being specific in our in our desires of what we want you just can't you know i just i just need healing um healing of what i just need my finances in order you got to be specific you got to be very specific about uh, your your confession because god said let there be light and there was light and so um the woman with the issue of blood she said I just need to 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 for you to touch for me to touch him, and um, I I will get my healing. She was very specific, so um, she got her healing. So this particular uh, story that I'm talking to you now is find it in in Matthew chapter fifteen, verses twenty two to twenty eight. This is to me one of the most powerful things ever. It happened in the Bible that uh, because we read it, um, I think we, we 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 just glance over it quickly, and we don't uh, um, understand some of the insight that uh, uh, Jesus is trying to give to us. But this one, I mean, I'll I'll just read it, and you'll get a sense of what was going on here. There's so much in this story. Okay, it says, a Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. And Jesus uh, didn't answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only for the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to dogs. Yes, Lord, he said. Even dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Her request is granted, and her daughter was healed at that moment. So, it seems like a pretty simple story. I mean, it's really, um, but there is a lot within that thing. A Canaanite woman. Uh, the, the Canaanite, these were the enemies of the children of Israel. Um, and and you see through scriptures, all through the the Bible, you always see that these are the, the ites were the people that um, the Israelites did not deal with. In fact, um, in 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 that lineage, uh, there were giants and all that type of stuff. But anyway, this woman comes to Jesus, and Jesus is Jesus. When he came, his ministry was for the Gentiles. I mean, not the Gentiles. I apologize for the Jews, and then we would be grafted into. Um, the uh, the the bloodline uh, um, after his death, and we see that into the scriptures. This is that we were, were grafted in, and Paul talks about that because his ministry was to the Gentiles, and he talks about us being grafted in to the lineage of the Jews through the death and resurrection of Jesus, and in, in our confession in accepting him as Lord and Savior in our life. And so again, we believe and therefore we confess. That's the principle. 
So this man, the um, the woman believed, and then she confessed. We saw the centurion soldier believe, confessed. And so here's this woman with uh, the centurion, the Canaanite, and says, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. My, my, um, my daughter is demon-possessed. And so he comes and uh, he begins to speak to her. And he says a statement that I think is pretty much uh, he's, like he's almost calling the, the woman a dog. He says, the woman came and knelt before him and said, um, uh, uh, he, he said, it is not right that the, chi- the children bread be tossed to the dogs. And now that we saw something that like this woman didn't get offended by, um, by uh, uh, what Jesus said. In fact, uh, she got motivated and, and got what she wanted. She wasn't there. She didn't let the spirit of offense um, distract her from getting what she wanted from God. And many of us, I know in my life, the spirit of offense has came in and stole much from me. And so many of us have allowed the spirit of offense to come in and steal things from us, take things that were uh, uh, were given to us, and uh, we lost them as a result. But this woman did not let the spirit of offense trouble her at all. She stayed focused, and she replied, she says, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Jesus said unto her, What great faith! So, what happened here? Um, now, Jesus didn't come for these, for, for the Gentiles. Yet, the fate of this woman caused Jesus to do something that he was not called to do while he was here. His focus was for the Jews. Yet, this fate of this woman, her belief system, caused him to... to to do something that he he was to be done later. And so well, what I'm trying to say to you is that your faith is what God is looking for. Uh, and it starts with your confession. And your faith and your confession, all of these things activate the principle of darkness, principle of light. One of these principles is uh, this kingdom is going to be activated by what you say. And so when the doctor says these things to you and uh, your situation is telling you these things, you know, you look at your situation, that is a response from one kingdom. Now you go, if you're a part of the kingdom of God, because the Bible says that when you're born again, you're translated from one kingdom into another. So, thing that we have to learn is we have been operating so long in this kingdom of darkness that we try to apply the rules and the principles in the kingdom of darkness uh, in the kingdom of light, and it does not work. And so what you and I have to learn is the principles that we have to apply within this new kingdom that we are part of. And those principles are love, patience, Fate and all these different things that um, we 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 have to apply in our life. In the kingdom of darkness, we use those things that uh, 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 we are accustomed to: our cunnings, uh, the flesh, 
the desires of the flesh, fear, um, doubt, unbelief, all of those things are a part of that kingdom. But since we were translated, and so Jesus is coming to teach us how to behave in this new kingdom. And so we use, he says, you must believe, you have to confess we believe and therefore we confess. And so as we begin to continue to study about uh, how to create, I it is my hope that you get a revelation of who God is and that his word never changes. It is powerful in Hebrews. It tells us how powerful it is. And in Isaiah, we talked about how 55, how it, once it's loose and it is sent forth to do what it's God intends, that it will come to pass. It is our responsibility to learn how to become fully persuaded. And the only place that I see that, the principle that is uh, used, Let's use what we saw in Abraham's life. It says, Abraham believed God. It says it was imputed to him as righteousness. When did he believe God? Romans 4 tells us that when he became fully persuaded that God was able to perform what he said he was going to do, that God was able to keep his word. What word? You're going to have a son. You and Sarah are going to have a son. When he became fully persuaded at that point, the scripture says he became righteous. And so uh, the prophet tells us that um, even though the fig tree does not prosper, yet will I praise him. And so what the fig tree does not prosper represents our situation. We're looking at it and um, we're seeing no change, but the change, people, starts from the spiritual realm and tap and then it come and manifest into the um, the natural realm. So you may not see changes, but there are changes happening and the change is happening within you. And why? Because you are learning, you're becoming stronger by your faith and you, that principle that uh, seed is germinating as you continually quote the word of God, you become stronger and uh, uh, the change is happening. It is happening within you because the Bible tells us that um, calling those things that are not as though they were. And that is what faith is calling those things that are not calling, calling, speaking, confessing those things that are not as though they were. And so this principle, um, we are looking at it. And uh, I told you that I wanted to come back, circle back, and um, add some additional things to it. And I feel that uh, that's um, that we have done that. And so the next principle that we're going to be uh, focusing on is that of um, when God said, let there be light, there was light, and God called the light um, day. And so we're going to go into that aspect of it, all made and saw. Uh, these are the principles that God I- implemented when he was creating the, recreating the earth. And these are the principles that we will uh, talk about in, in as we continue our study. And again, as I am glad that you're here, and I look forward to continuing to grow together, that we may obtain 
the promises that God has given to us all so that we can live the life that God intends to us to live because we do have a lot to do. I know I'm um, I'm not here just preaching uh, about prosperity and all these other things. Those are parts of it, but uh, there are other things that uh, God talks about. Um, divine healing is a part of it. Um, all of these things, because we do have a lot of work to do um, uh, in the coming years, prophecies are being fulfilled every day. And so it is our responsibility to be prepared for what we need to be doing, because um, God is going to call upon us. And the world, the Bible tells us, is waiting on the true sons of God. And they're waiting actually for us to do what we were called to do. And Isaiah, um, I believe Isaiah 61, uh, that's what we were supposed to call to do. Um, the lot of part of it where Jesus quoted, he said he was, he quotes his ministry and then it continues. And I believe that's the ministry of the church. So we have a lot to do, folks, but I just want to thank you again for coming at uh, Blueprint of Faith. And uh, uh, until then, um, grace, peace from God our Father, from our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, Invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.